Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of his comfort. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in the season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Good day. This is Wellspring of Hope, Daily Devotional High Points. I am Mike Oluwatobe. This morning, the word of the Lord is coming to you through our devotional, saying to you, this is your day. This is your day whereby, by the reason of what is revealed to you, you make progress in your Christian work, in your work with God, and your life as it affects everything that concerns you. It is your day today because you are discovering today that God wants to answer your prayer. You are discovering today that God wants to answer your prayer. Now, prayer is communion with God. God created prayer as a means of effecting changes in the natural world by supernatural intervention. God created prayer to bring about a supernatural intervention in a natural world, in a natural situation, in your natural circumstances. God intended that by the means of prayer, you can make happen what seems impossible. So in other words, every child of God has that supernatural means of effecting changes on any situation, both in this world at large, in your state, in your company, in your home, in your business, in, in your own life. A change that will suit your own desire according to God's will. Of course, a child of God can have a desire. One of the many questions, one of the things that have affected many in their prayer life is the willingness of God to answer them. They can't ask it based on what you read in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14 that whatsoever we desire when we pray according to the will of God. They wonder what the will of God is for them. But the scripture also says in Mark chapter 11 verse 24 that whatsoever we desire when we pray, which means he said whatsoever we desire, whatsoever is whatsoever, whatever thing that we desire, Whatever thing that we desire is what God intends to do for us. How do we marry that with the will of God? The will of God is praying in the name of His only begotten Son, Jesus. He said we should ask in His name. Number two about His will is that for a heart who is walking in love, wouldn't desire anything that is contrary to love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God. And because the love of God is in our hearts, we make our request based on our love for God. If you love God, for example, you wouldn't make requests that will look like see if you are a witch. For example, you won't make requests like you want somebody to die so that you can take his position or take what belongs to him, either his wife, his company, his car, his home. No, you won't make such requests. That will only make you a witchcraft. That will only make you a witch performing witchcraft. And the Bible spoke of witchcraft as the work of the flesh. So every child of God 
has the power to effect changes according to the will of God. So whatever you desire in the context of his love and you ask in his name, you get your answers delivered unto you. So prayer is based on two things. Of course, we know that the desire of God is that we advance his kingdom. According to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 to 10. So, but there are two very important ingredients of prayer, and that is desire and expectation. Desire and expectation. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, that we quoted the other time. Said, whatsoever you desire. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. He says, Surely there is an end. Yes. And the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Surely there is an end. No matter how tough that situation may be, the Bible says, Surely there is an end. Proverbs 23, verse 18 showed us that there is an end to every unpleasant situation. So he said, Surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut short. Your own expectation will not be cut off. So, we are told to ask whatever we desire and has been assured by the word of God that our expectation shall not be cut short. So, what is it that you desire that the power of God should make happen for you? What do you expect to see? If you do not have a desire, don't pray don't have a desire don't pray and if what you desire is not what you can expect don't pray also because you'll be making mockery of the power of God many pray for praying sake right where they are praying they are already in doubt of their prayer they are in between whether God is willing to answer them or not so do not expect anything they pray for A and they are expecting B. This will never bring any answer. If you are praying for something and you are expecting something else, you are praying for somebody to be healed and you are expecting that you will, you will hear the news that you will die. You won't get anything like that. So therefore, you want answers to your prayer, get into the Bible, open the Bible and look for what the will of God is for your life. For example, the will of God is that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. The will of God is to give you bread and to give you seed. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater so that you can always have to give and to advance his kingdom. So, that is God's plan for you and several other promises from God. So if you have all those promises with you from the word of God, then you go ahead and ask according to his will. As you ask according to his will, he will answer you in the name of Jesus. Finally, we want to remind you again that the coming of our Lord Jesus is at hand and you are expected to be prepared. And if you are not born again, this is your time, this is your season. Why don't you ask the Lord? that you will ask, you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Why don't you ask Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior now? The time is now. Why wait till tomorrow? And finally, in conclusion, the writer of the Wellspring of Hope Daily Devotional admonishes us, saying that that unpleasant situation is not stronger than you. Set yourself to pray the prayers that will answer. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. Till I come your way tomorrow morning, it is a great day for you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In it, law does he meditate day and night, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Bringing forth his fruits, his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Good morning. This is Wellspring of Hope, daily devotional high points. I am Mike, born to me. It is your day today, your day of recovery. Based on your discovery, it is your day today because today your consciousness is called into your life in Christ, the supernatural life that you have in Christ. You are no longer natural or supernatural. You have got to come to this consciousness in your life today and the reasons why we say so is in the devotional of this morning so the knowledge of who we are when we give our life to Christ is the key to fulfillment of our destiny we cannot fulfill destiny if we do not know what God has called us into if we do not know what it means to be a Christian. A Christian is not somebody that goes to church that carries money, that bears a Christian name. That is not a Christian. A Christian is the one who is born of God. And if God will give birth to something, then that thing must be God. There is no doubt through the scriptures of this real and spiritual life that we have in Christ Jesus. And remember, we are created for His pleasure. If we are not living the life He has ordained us to live, then we are living below His standard and we are denying Him the pleasure that we should give unto Him. Psalm 8 and verse 4 said, What is man that you are mighty loving? Or the son of man that you have chosen him, to, chosen him even to visit him? God chose man out of every creature and made man in his own image and after his likeness. That should tell you something. Dogs knows dogs. Dogs understand the language of another dog. Cats knows cats. And cats understand the language of another cat. Every creature created at of the same nature understand each other. Man is created by God. God is supernatural and man too is supernatural. And so we are called into a life whereby we walk in this earth as God. The man that God has made is like him. He is a supernatural being. And this has to rest in our hearts. Our Lord Jesus said, The work that I do, you will do also. And greater works than this, because I go to my Father. That's in John chapter 14. He said, because I go to my father. In another place he said, have the faith of God, or the God kind of faith. But most assuredly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. 
Mark 11 and verse 23. Then the Father said, when he was ascended to heaven, he declared boldly to us the all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Then he then commanded us to go and tell the good news to the world. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. And the Father said again, that if you take up serpent, you say you take up serpent in your hand, and if you eat or drink any poisonous thing, it shall not harm you. Matthew 28, verse 18, and Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18, made, made us to see this truth. Now, none of these statements that we read above are several other statements in the scriptures, like in the book of Luke at chapter 10. When he was sending the disciples out to go and preach the gospel, he said, Blessed, you shall tread upon snakes and upon scorpions. He said, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. These are statements not made to a natural man. No natural man can cast out devils, no natural man can heal the sick, no natural man can raise the dead. He never cannot conceive such in his mind. These statements are made to call our consciousness those who have flee from the destruction of the world and have come to take refuge in him. Those who have given their life to Christ. Those who have received the supernatural life in Christ. These statements are to call our consciousness back to this reality. To a natural mind, it is foolishness. But to us, it is the power of God. So, unfortunately, many Christians thought that the spiritual life is only meant for pastors and general overseers. This is wrong. This mentality has led many into captivity of, of false prophets and have led many living without fulfilling their destiny. We rather praise men praise the person that praise God and that have actually affected the gospel we what's supposed to be our popular life every child of God has the capacity to heal the sick every child of God has the capacity to raise the dead every child of God has the capacity to cast out devils every child of God has this capacity but we have not used what has been given to us? You may ask, yeah, what is the work of a pastor? What is the work of a general myself? Their work is to bring us into the reality of the experience that they have had. First John chapter 1 said, The things that we have seen, the things that we have heard, the things that we have looked upon, the things that we have found, even the word of faith. He said, That is what we give to you. So every man of God has the responsibility of showing the follower to do. That is why they are called leaders. Leaders shows the follower what to do. Jesus said, as I see my father do, so I do. So what should be now is that as we see our pastor or general overseer do, so we do. But unfortunately, rather than follow that full step, rather praise men. Some people fight for their general overseer and in the midst of people. Don't talk to my general overseer like that. Rather than talking for Christ. God had called us to a spiritual life and we have got to we have got to accept it and walk in it. God wants you to come out of this ignorance and fulfill the scripture. We are created for signs and wonders. That is our natural life. Begin to see yourself the way God sees you. And you will turn around your life and your neighbor for the glory of God. And I want to remind you that the coming of the Lord is at the door. Live prepared. If you are not born again, ask Jesus Christ to become your Lord and save your now. In conclusion, stop living short of the glory of God in your life. Start living. Supernatural life you are living to live. 
if I come your way tomorrow, have a great day. Be blessed in Jesus' name. the son of man that you have chosen him to chosen him even to visit him God chose man out of every creature and made man in his own image and after his likeness that should tell you something dogs knows dogs dogs understand the language of another dog cats knows cats and cats understand the language of other cats. Every creature created at of the same nature understand each other. Man is created by God. God is supernatural and man too is supernatural. And so we are called into a life whereby we walk in this earth as God. The man that God has made is like him. He is supernatural being. And these are to rest in our hearts. Our Lord Jesus said, The work that I do, you will do also. And greater works than these, because I go to my Father. That's in John chapter 14. He said, Because I go to my Father. In another place, he said, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. But most assuredly I say unto you that whosoever shall say 
this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he says Mark 11 and verse 23 then the father said when he was ascended to heaven he declared boldly to us the all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him then he then commanded us to go and tell the good news to the world he said heal the sick raise the dead cast out devils and the father said again that if you take up serpent you say you take up serpent in your hand and if you eat or drink any poisonous thing it shall not harm you Matthew 28 verse 18 and Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 18 made, made us to see this truth now none of these statements that we read above are several other statements in the scriptures like in the book of Luke at chapter 10 when he was sending disciples out to go and preach the gospel he said present you shall tread upon snakes and upon scorpions he said and nothing shall by any means hurt you these are statements not made to a natural man no natural man can cast out devils no natural man can heal the sick no natural man can raise the dead he never he cannot conceive such in his mind these statements are made to call our consciousness those who have flee from the destruction of the world and have come to take refuge in it those who have given their life to Christ those who have received the supernatural life in Christ these statements are to call our consciousness back to this reality to a natural mind it is foolishness but to us it is the power of God so unfortunately many Christians thought that the spiritual life is only meant for pastors and general overseers this is wrong this mentality has led many into captivity of, of false prophets and have led many living without fulfilling their destiny we rather praise men praise the person than praise God and that have actually affected the gospel we what's supposed to be our popular life every child of God has the capacity to heal the sick every child of God has the capacity to raise the dead every child of God has the capacity to cast out devils every child of God has this capacity but we have not used what has been given to us you may ask what is the work of the pastor what is the work of the general myself their work is to bring us into the reality of the experience that they have had. First John chapter 1 said, The things that we have seen, the things that we have heard, the things that we have looked upon, the things that we have found, they want the word of faith. He said, That is what we give unto you. So every man of God has the responsibility of showing the follower. To do that is why they are called leaders. Leaders shows the follower what to do. Jesus said, As I see my father do, so I do. So, what should be now is that as we see our pastor or general overseer do, so we do. But unfortunately, rather than follow that full step, rather praise men. Some people fight for their general overseer and for the rest of people. Don't talk to my general overseer like that rather than talking for Christ. God had called us to a spiritual life and we have got to we have got to accept it and walk in it. God wants you to come out of this ignorance and fulfill the scripture. We are created for signs and wonders. That is our natural life. Begin to see yourself the way God sees you and you will turn around your life and your neighbor for the glory of God. And I want to remind you that the coming of the Lord is at the door. Live prepared. If you are not born again, I 
ask Jesus Christ to become your Lord and Savior now. In conclusion, stop living short of the glory of God in your life. Start living the supernatural life you are ordained to live. Till I come your way tomorrow, have a great day. Be blessed. Son of man, that you have chosen him, to chosen him, even to visit him. God chose man out of every creature and made man in his own image and after his likeness. That should tell you something. Dogs knows dogs. Dogs understand the language of another dog. Cats knows cats. And cats understand the language of other cats. Every creature created at of the same nature understand each other. Man is created by God. God is supernatural and man too is supernatural. And so we are called into a life whereby we walk in this earth as God. The man that God has made is like him. He is supernatural being. And these are to rest in our hearts. Our Lord Jesus said, The work that I do, you will do also. And greater works than these, because I go to my Father. 
that's in John chapter 14. He said, because I go to my father. In another place he said, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. But most assuredly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Mark 11 and verse 23. Then the Father said, when he was ascended to heaven, he declared boldly to us the all power in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Then he then commanded us to go and tell the good news to the world. He said, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. And the Father said again, that If you take up serpent, you said you take up serpent in your hand, and if you eat or drink any poisonous thing, it shall not harm you. Matthew 28, verse 18, and Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 18, made, made us to see this truth. Now, none of these statements that we read above are several other statements in the scriptures. Like in the book of Luke at chapter 10, when he was sending the disciples out to go and preach the gospel, he said, You shall tread upon snakes and upon scorpions. He said, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. These are statements not made to a natural man. No natural man can cast out devils. No natural man can heal the sick. No natural man can raise the dead. He never, he cannot conceive such in his mind. These statements are made to call our consciousness. Those who have fled from the destruction of the world and have come to take refuge in it. Those who have given their life to Christ. Those who have receive the supernatural life in Christ. These statements are to call our consciousness back to this reality. To a natural mind, it is foolishness. But to us, it is the power of God. So, unfortunately, many Christians thought that the supernatural life is only meant for pastors and general overseers. This is wrong. This mentality has led many into captivity of, of false prophets and have led many living without fulfilling their destiny. We rather praise men, praise the person, than praise God. And that have actually affected the gospel. We, what's supposed to be our popular life, every child of God has the capacity to heal the sick. Every child of God has the capacity to raise the dead. Every child of God has the capacity to cast out devils. Every child of God has this capacity. But we have not used what has been given to us. You may ask, yeah, what is the work of a pastor? What is the work of a general of ourselves? Their work is to bring us into the reality of the experience that they have had. First John chapter 1 said, The things that we have seen, the things that we have heard, the things that we have looked upon, the things that we have found, gave us the word of faith. He said, That is what we give unto you. So, every man of God has the responsibility of showing the follower to do. That is why they are called leaders. Leaders show the follower what to do. Jesus said, as I see my father do, so I do. So what should be now is that as we see our pastor or general overseer do, so we do. But unfortunately, rather than follow that footstep, rather praise men. Some people fight for their general overseer. I will be some people. Don't talk to my general overseer like that. Rather than talking for Christ. God had called us to a spiritual life and we have got to we have got to accept it and walk in it. God wants you to come out of this ignorance and fulfill the scripture. We are created for signs and wonders. That is our natural life. Begin to see yourself the way God sees you. 
and you will turn around your life and your neighbor for the glory of God. And I want to remind you that the coming of the Lord is at the door. Be prepared. If you are not born again, ask Jesus Christ to become your Lord and save your heart. In conclusion, stop living short of the glory of God in your life. Start living the supernatural life you are ordained to live. Till I come your way tomorrow, have a great day. Be blessed. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of his comfort, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Good morning. This is Wellspring of Hope, Daily Devotional High Points. I am Mike Oluwatobe. Today is your day. Today is your day. And today, you are coming to the full understanding that you are now a partaker of Abraham's blessing. You are now a partaker of Abraham's blessing. The writer of the devotional this morning is opening our eyes to see the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus and using a human figure to explain to us what belongs to us and what is available for us. Abraham believed God and it was counted for him for righteousness. He became our example of faith that leads to righteousness to all who believe, whether it be Jew or Gentile. Romans chapter 4 verse 3 told us that Abraham believed God and he was counted on him for righteousness and by his life of faith we are being made to come into the same inheritance with him for the law of faith is what establishes the righteousness of God in our life but not only that God did more for us. By faith, the whole heart, we know, was ceded to Abraham. God willed the whole heart for Abraham because of faith. He was a man who took God by his word, and by that reason, the one who owns the heaven and the earth decided to will the whole heart unto Abraham so that it can belong to him and to all his seed. Now, talking about this seed, we're not talking about the natural seed of Ishmael or Isaac, no, but a spiritual seed, which is Christ, which is Christ. This is what was explained to us in Romans chapter 4 and verse 13. Romans chapter 4 and verse 13. He said he is not talking about the the one of Isaac, but that of Christ. Said for the promise that it should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So he became the heir of the world through the righteousness of faith and that is being fulfilled in Christ 
will get to know as we read on. Said the true seed of Abraham is reckoned in Christ and not Isaac. We have become a partaker of that blessing in Abraham because of our faith in the Lord Jesus. Now, if you read from the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, we we saw all these things made available to us there. In Galatians 3, the Bible told us that now, to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He said not, and to seed as of many, but as of one, and that and to thy seed, which is Christ. That was the part that you must know. That is Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16. So he was not talking about Isaac as a seed, which later received the law through Moses. He was talking about Christ. So the true seed of Abraham are reckoned in Christ and not in Isaac. We have become a partaker of the blessing of Abraham. Now, what is the blessing of Abraham? We have been singing it, been talking about it. The Abraham blessings are mine. Abraham blessings are mine. Uh, I wonder how many child of God captured the picture of what the Abraham's blessing looks like. Now, from the scripture, we discover that the best way to define the Abraham's blessing or to explain it is the life of dominion that Abraham lived. The blessing of Abraham is simply dominion by God's presence. Everywhere Abraham went, he dominated. How many were they? They were just few people. Abraham came out of all of Gadia with his wife, Sarah, with his cousin. Yes, he also went with his parents, with his father and his other uh, elder brother who both died. Who two of them, there are three of them, they all died on the journey. But he came out and we read in Genesis chapter 12 when God said, and God has said to Abraham, depart from your father's house and go to the land which I will show you. And he went with his wife, with his cousins, and with his few servants they had. They had no military weapon. They were just others. They were just people who take care of sheep. And they went. But everywhere Abraham went, he dominated. He ruled. He was, there, was, there was a time Abimelech, the king of Gerah, came to him with his chief captain to make covenant with him. Uh, he, and he clearly said to Abraham, he said, I have come to make this covenant because I discover that there is a mighty God with you and that what you do, whatever you do, you prosper in it. He knew that the prosperity of Abraham was as a result of God's presence with him. So, the presence of God was so obvious in the life of Abraham. <laughs> the one who owns the heaven and the earth made himself manifest in Abraham and every other being feared him. So, Jacob experienced the same. So also, Isaac experienced the same. Jacob experienced the same. Joseph also experienced this blessing in Egypt. To tell you that this dominion is just is not a one-off. It was a blessing. Joseph experienced the same blessing in Egypt. And remember uh, when Jacob came to Egypt, he came, there were just 70 souls, as the Bible said. And yet in that same Egypt, they had dominion. In Psalm 105 and 13 and 14, he said he suffered no man to do them wrong. They were just few people. All the nations feared them. They couldn't do them any wrong because of the presence of God in their life. When Joseph got into Egypt, again, the presence of God was noticed in his life by Potiphar, his first master. He came in as a slave and he dominated Egypt. Read Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 to 4. We saw the same blessing 
that was upon Abraham, that was made manifest in Abraham, in Isaac, in Jacob, made manifest in Joseph. Talk of Daniel and his three friends. Talk of Esther and Mordecai. Tested the blessing of Abraham dominating in every places and every nation which they found themselves. So, just like they, we are the seed of Abraham and will bear the same blessing to dominate everywhere we find ourselves. In whatever field of career, you are not a slave. You are never a second-class citizen in any nation you might have found yourself now. You only need to walk in the consciousness of this blessing. So, it is very important that you walk in the consciousness of this blessing. So, the writer reminds us again that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming soon. Let's live prepared and let's live in dominion. So if you are not born again, ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior now. The writer concludes that God is not just with you, but now lives in you. Therefore, go, begin to dominate in your world. Cheers. Till I come your way next, tomorrow morning, it is a good day for you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of his comfort, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Good morning. This is Wellspring of Hope Daily Devotional High Points. I am Mike Oluwatobe. Today is your day. Today is your day. And today, you are coming to the full understanding that you are now a partaker of Abraham's blessing. You are now a partaker of Abraham's blessing. The writer of the devotional this morning is opening our eyes to see the inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus and using a human figure to explain to us what belongs to us and what is available for us. Abraham believed God and it was counted for him for righteousness. He became our example of faith that leads to righteousness to all who believe, whether it be Jew or Gentile. Romans chapter 4 verse 3 told us that Abraham believed God and he was counted on him for righteousness. And by his life of faith, we are being made to come into the same inheritance with him. For the law of faith is what establishes the righteousness of God in our life. But not only that, God did more for us. By faith, the whole earth, we know, was ceded to Abraham. God willed the whole earth for Abraham because of faith. He was a man who took God by his word, and by that reason, the one who owns the heaven and the earth decided to will the whole heart unto Abraham so that it can belong to him and to all his seed. Now, talking about this seed, we're not talking about the natural seed of Ishmael 
on Isaac? No. For a spiritual seed, which is Christ, which is Christ. This is what was explained to us in Romans chapter 4 and verse 13. Romans chapter 4 and verse 13. He said he is not talking about the, the one of Isaac, but that of Christ said for the promise that it should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of faith so he became the heir of the world through the righteousness of faith and that is being fulfilled in Christ we will get to know as we read on said the true seed of Abraham is reckoned in Christ and not Isaac we have become a partaker of that blessing in Abraham because of our faith in the Lord Jesus now if you read from the book of Galatians Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 we we saw all these things made available to us there Galatians 3, the Bible told us that now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He said not and to seed as of many, but as of one, and that and to thy seed, which is Christ. That was the part that we must know. That is Galatians chapter 3 and verse 16. So he was not talking about Isaac as a seed, which later received the law through Moses. He was talking about Christ. So the true seed of Abraham are reckoned in Christ and not in Isaac. We have become a partaker of the blessing of Abraham. Now, what is the blessing of Abraham? We have been singing it, been talking about it. Abraham blessings are mine. Abraham blessings are mine. Uh, I wonder how many child of God captured the picture of what the Abraham's blessing looks like. Now, from the scripture, we discover that the best way to define the Abraham's blessing or to explain it is the life of dominion that Abraham lived. So the blessing of Abraham is simply dominion by God's presence. Everywhere Abraham went, he dominated. How many were they? They were just few people. Abraham came out of all of Gadia with his wife, Sarah, with his cousin. Yes, he also went with his parents, with his father and his other, uh, other brother, who both died. Who two of them, there are three of them, they all died on the journey. But he came out at, we read in Genesis chapter 12, when God said, and God has said to Abraham, depart from your father's house and go to the land which I will show you. And he went with his wife, with his cousins, and with his few servants. They had, they had no military weapon. They were just others. They were just people who take care of sheep and they went. But everywhere Abraham went, he dominated. He ruled. He was, there, was, there was a time Abimelech, the king of Gerah, came to him with his chief captain to make covenant with him. And he, and he clearly said to Abraham, he said, I have come to make this covenant because I discovered that there is a mighty God with you and that what you do whatever you do, you prosper in it he knew that the prosperity of Abraham was as a result of God's presence with him so the presence of God was so obvious in the life of Abraham the one who owns the heaven and the earth made himself manifest in Abraham and every other being feared him so Jacob experienced the same. So also 
Isaac experienced the same. Jacob experienced the same. Joseph also experienced this blessing in Egypt. To tell you that this dominion is just is not a one-off. It was a blessing. Joseph experienced the same blessing in Egypt. And remember uh, when Jacob came to Egypt, he came, there were just 70 souls, as the Bible said. And yet in that same Egypt, they had dominion. In Psalm 105, verse 13 and 14, he said he suffered no man to do them wrong. They were just few people. All the nations feared them. They couldn't do them any wrong because of the presence of God in their life. When Joseph got into Egypt, again, the presence of God was noticed in his life by Potiphar, his first master. He came in as a slave and he dominated Egypt. Read Genesis chapter 39, verse 2 to 4. We saw the same blessing that was upon Abraham, that was made manifest in Abraham, in Isaac, in Jacob, made manifest in Joseph. Talk of Daniel and his three friends. Talk of Esther and Mordecai. Manifested the blessing of Abraham dominating in every places and every nation which they found themselves. So, just like they, we are the seed of Abraham and will bear the same blessing to dominate everywhere we find ourselves. In whatever field of career, you are not a slave. You are never a second-class citizen in any nation you might have found yourself now. You only need to walk in the consciousness of this blessing. So, it is very important that you walk in the consciousness of this blessing. So, the writer reminds us again that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming soon. Let's live prepared and let's live in dominion. If you are not born again, ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior now. The writer concludes that God is not just with you, but now lives in you. Therefore, go, begin to dominate in your world. Cheers. Till I come your way tomorrow morning, it is a good day for you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.